Is social media a great wasteland of the modern age? And MSNBC launches two new shows on Facebook? This is episode 15 of Media Unplugged, the podcast that goes behind the spin to reveal what's really happening in media. Media Unplugged with Tom A. Sacker and Mark Ramsey. Welcome to Media Unplugged. I am Mark Ramsey. And I am Tom Asacker. And Tom, as you can hear, my voice isn't in quite good repair today. Okay, and you're going to make up some story. You're not going to say that you were out at the St. Patrick's Day celebration, right? Yes, and not only was I out at the uh, St. Patty's Day celebration, but I used an Irish accent the whole there time. There you go, that'll do it. In fact, you know, I had a, a friend once, uh, and I... Uh, uh, used the Irish accent uh, on her, and she was actually from Ireland, and she said I sounded like Barry Fitzgerald from Going My Way, <laughs> which I really didn't understand because it turns out Barry Fitzgerald actually was Irish, so um, it, very peculiar. <laughs> and then, you know, and I learned the accent from the best of all sources, which is the leprechaun from Lucky Charms. I mean, what could be more Oh, authentic? absolutely. All right, so um, is social media a great wasteland of the modern age, Tom? That's the question put to us by... The great Michael Wolf, a guy we can't seem to talk enough on this podcast about from uh, Ad Age. Um, and his contention is, of course, that exactly with no question mark. In fact, his piece opens, social media is the new great wasteland TV once was during its infancy. And here's the first thing that confuses me about this piece. Why the, uh, the correlation of social media and television? Does that make sense to you? Um... It depends. I mean, who was he speaking to, <laughs> right? I mean, that's usually weird. Ah, okay, good point. And the answer is Canadian indie producers, and I assume they probably are indeed, probably television producers, not social media producers. But this is why this is so confusing to me, because I think the man is lost in terminology, utterly confused about terminology, because he throws around social media, and at one point he means Facebook. At another point, he seems to mean uh, uh, YouTube. It doesn't have a clear sense of what he's talking about. The way I see social media is the way you might see, for example, in previous days, talking on the telephone with a friend, right? You're conveying news about what's going on in your life. Now, why would I compare that to television? I don't know. It made for a good story, right? I mean, the vast... (laughs) The Great Wasteland, I think it was the vast wasteland is what uh, was first used to describe television. And that was right. that was by um, uh, then FCC chairman, Newton Minow, at the NAB, yes. right? The, it was like in 1961. <laughs> so, and, and what did Minow say? He said, when television is good, nothing, not the theater, not the magazines or newspapers, nothing is better. But when television is bad, nothing is worse. 54 is years ago... <laughs> 54 years ago, and what's changed? And he goes on to talk about how um, today the best creative visionaries and cultural currency possible is on television. He says, quote, if you haven't seen Breaking Bad, who are you? (laughs) To which I say, and if you have seen Dancing with the Stars, who are you? (laughs) No, look, so 54 years ago, choice was extremely limited. Look at television today. Is it vast? I mean, it's vaster, you know, is, is mm-hmm. it a wasteland? There's plenty of crap on it. And there's also an abundance of amazing content. I mean, I can't imagine anyone not being able to find something that interests them on TV today. And, you know, by TV, you and I mean network and cable. But then we come back around to this 
digital media thing. And, and you're right. He, he's got me confused. So it's utterly yeah, confusing. So, so I said, okay, let me Google, let me Google Minnow's speech, 1961 speech. And guess what I found on digital media? An audio clip of his speech to the NAB, right? <laughs> so now, now I'm getting really confused. So, so it's really, it's really crazy. Why is digital media as what did he say? As low a form of media as we can possibly possibly imagine. imagine. <laughs> yes, and he singles out Facebook. He said, "Think of that constant drivel." And I thought, okay, one man's photos of their family and friends are another man's drivel. <laughs> listen, listen, it comes down again to his perspective. And, and, and the interesting thing is, is, is he's not just conflating, you know, these various mediums. He, you know, he said, what did he write? He wrote, digital media in the internet, by contrast to television, has become, quote, black and white, good and evil, moralistic, reducing everything to the most simplistic level. And then I'm saying to myself, <laughs> Has this guy not watched Fox News and MSNBC lately, or what? It has nothing to do with the medium, right? Fox News, MSNBC, what about a reality show? (laughs) I mean, come on. That's pretty black and white. What about a game show? That's pretty black and white. talking about black and white. Yeah, black and white. There's nothing more black and white than Jeopardy. Come on now. (laughs) Um, Here's a line that just drove me nuts in this. This utterly put me over the top. Quote, He added, social media does not spur water cooler conversation like TV. And I thought, wait a minute. First of all, let's forgive the the dated metaphor, right? Water cooler. Because who has has today's water water anymore? It's like broken record, right? (laughs) I'll I'll tell you who has water coolers. My dog has a water cooler, okay? Um, But today's water cooler is social media. So what he's really saying is, Social media does not spur social media conversation <laughs> like TV does. Right. And I, to which I say, well, guess what? Social media is not supposed to spur conversation about social media. Social media is about something else. It's, what, it's the way we talk. It's not what we talk about. That's the whole point. Yeah. He, listen, what he was trying, what he, I think, is trying to say, and I don't know if they took that out of context and created that article. He's saying great TV is great to him, is great storytelling. It's consciously Mm -hmm. and carefully created by professionals, right? E.g. Breaking Bad. Now, great Mm -hmm. social media, to me, is great information. Now, sure, it's haphazardly and in many cases carelessly tossed out there, but it's like Olympic Mm -hmm. wrestling and professional wrestling. It's up to the viewer to understand what the hell they're watching here. Right? Oh, you know, I went to a social media conference a while back, and I think I may have told this story once before, but I'll, I'll just tell it briefly. And uh, they had a speaker there from a brand, and the brand was going on regaling the audience with the success of his social media campaign and essentially talking about metrics, talking about how many shares they had, how many, how much, how many views they had, um, how many comments they yeah, had, to the else. degree <laughs> to which it blew up on on not on social media, but on television and what networks picked it up. In other words, he was totaling the impressions for the social media campaign. That was the success. You could talk about the success of Breaking Bad being great ratings, great storytelling, great awards, but the success in social media for that brand was nothing but great impressions. Yeah, that's it. 
It's so it's it's it depends. It's apples and oranges here. It is. It's totally apples and oranges. He goes on his final point that I I really take issue with is where he says, you know, it, and we've talked about this before. Netflix is not digital media. Netflix is 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 television in its purest sense. There are no social media elements, no user engagement, no user generated content, and you know I don't know about you, but if you've ever log on to Netflix on a desktop, on a laptop, on a, a notebook, on, on you know, uh, an iPad. Mm. Um, the first thing you see is, is this you or is this someone else in your household? Right. Click the right button and then you go through, you're able to share your, your feelings about any movie you watch. You're able to see what's popular on Facebook, on that, uh, what, what on Netflix is popular on Facebook. So he's just utterly wrong on his 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 factual points, yeah, he he's probably doesn't have a computer. I, 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 I don't know. <laughs> well, I'll tell you this. Okay, here I got to close on this because he said, "The truth is, you look at social media every day, and what do you feel? You feel kind of depressed." <laughs> I think that tells you exactly what's in Michael Wolf's social media. Well, profile he misses right the whole value of of social media. You know, who doesn't want breaking news and relevant content? And a Twitter stream. Who doesn't want updates and photos from family and friends on Facebook? Who doesn't want inspiration and ideas on Pinterest? Who doesn't want how-to mm-hmm. instructions on YouTube or music discovery? I mean, there's so much out there. Maybe he just doesn't know how to find it and use it. I don't know. Give him a call. <laughs> <laughs> we can help we him. We can help him. So much for his guest gig on Media Unplugged. <laughs> it's over for us on that. <laughs> You're listening to Media Unplugged with Tom Asacker and Mark Ramsey. MSNBC launches two new shows on Facebook. I don't know which I should be less impressed by, Tom, the fact that they're launching two new shows on MSNBC, which seems to happen every day, or that they're launching them on Facebook. Um, but this made big news in Variety, which, you know, loves loves big... We all know Variety loves big headlines. Um, and uh, so essentially, they've got a couple things that they're putting on Facebook that, uh, that won't surface anywhere else. One is going to be called Sound Off, and that will uh, focus on a breaking story every morning that users can discuss and debate. <laughs> the other, Face Palm. There you go. That'll happen at the end of the day because apparently in the mornings when we want to sound off and at the end of the day, we've just given up and we got a Face We're Palm. tired from all the social media depression that we've experienced. That's, that's it. <laughs> We'll examine one of the most shocking or frustrating events in the news cycle. Now, they're doing this with a, with a partner uh, of theirs uh, called Now This. But I got to tell you, Tom, I don't get this. Did you actually watch the video that was in this story that was representing uh, Sound Off, their morning product? I didn't. <laughs> it's about 60 seconds long. You weren't even interested <laughs> enough to do it. Okay, it's about 60 seconds long, and the, the title of this particular one was, What If You Could See What Your Coworkers Make? And by that, they mean in terms of money. And um, encouraging people to sound off and comment. And I looked at, first of all, 60 seconds later, I thought, okay, what does this have to do with MSNBC? What does this desire, does this create in me to <laughs> sample any more of MSNBC's smorgasbord across any platform? How is this actually working for them? There were 456, this is as of today, and it's been up for a while, 456 likes, which is a lot, but not that many, um, 460 comments, 73 shares, to which I ask, so what? Yeah. At the end of this, by the way, <laughs> there's no plug for MSNBC or anything. There's, there's, there's a sign up for MSNBC, so you can sign up for presumably the daily email that they put out. 
There's no pre-roll. There's no monetization. The engagement is debatable. So you tell me, why do this? I don't know. Why move to the vast wasteland, right? They, they, I wonder if they talked to Michael <laughs> Wolf. They're moving from TV to the... Listen, I'm not sure what they're up to because I'm not, I'm not in those rooms where they have these discussions right now. But here's my guess. They're using now this in Facebook right now and, and later on probably Twitter and some other platforms as a testing platform, prob- probably for new content on TV, maybe new shows, maybe to discover the best time to air shows online. And I'll tell you why not. A lot of companies, and a lot of people don't know this, they test their ad campaigns now by running their TV ads on YouTube to gauge consumer mm-hmm. reaction prior to investing in large TV campaigns. It's, it's, it's mm-hmm. smart marketing. They're trying to figure out where to go, what to do next, you know? That's my cut at it. I can't help but feeling, but feel like you're giving them way too much credit. Now, hey, Mark, listen. <laughs> have you ever been? Have you ever been? I thought about this. Have you ever been freshwater fishing with a professional? I mean, a professional. I, I got to think about that. I, Not uh, saltwater, I, I, freshwater. First of all, I have to go through the decision tree. <laughs> you know, which is salt, which is fresh. I think the answer is yes. Okay. Then I have to go to the decision tree. Does my grandfather who fished for a lifetime count as a professional or an amateur? Well, maybe he was, so, maybe he was an amateur. <laughs> he had the love of fishing. Amateurs, that's what the word exactly. comes Thank from, you. right? Amateur. No, but look, he has, pros, they don't place a worm on a hook, drop the line in the water, sit down, grab a beer, and watch the bobber go up and down. That's how I fish. Mm-hmm. They take that boat and they move it from place to place. They're constantly changing the lures looking for what attracts the fish on any given day in that particular environment. Mm-hmm. So th- they're all about testing. I think that's what these guys are doing. I mean, they're, they're testing. So let me ask you this then. If that's true, then why not test with something which related in some meaningful way to, the, the, to what I presume to be still the main platform for MSNBC, which is the platform that happens on cable television and the online platform, which is primarily news focused. Why not test with that kind of content other than the fact that if you put, you know, 60 seconds of Rachel Maddow on yeah, Facebook, nobody's really going to, with all due respect to Rachel Maddow, nobody's going to well, care. Well, that's part of it. Now, the other thing is, as I heard, and it, uh, you know, who knows if it's true or not, and I don't believe anything I read or hear anymore, but I heard that MSNBC, <laughs> uh, uh, they're trying to move away from this, you know, liberal left-wing news reporting. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know what they're up to. <laughs> I mean, I would love to, but let, let, let's give them the benefit Even of the so, doubt. Even <laughs> so, uh, you're giving them the benefit of the doubt, and I'm saying I don't get what this adds up to, that if this is a test, why not test with something which seems to relate to the rest of Mark, the brand? Maybe so- especially, especially, Tom, if it ends with an invitation to sign Mark, up. Mark, maybe somebody, they hired somebody from BuzzFeed, and they said, look, we're doing this crazy stuff and making a lot of money. Maybe we should try it with video instead of just headlines <laughs> online. I don't know. Well, there you go. That's, that's possible. <laughs> Yet again, unlikely, <laughs> but possible. <laughs> All right, it's time for rants and raves, Tom. What do you have for us this week? I, I don't know. I think it's a rant. I, I don't even know anymore. Rant, rave. <laughs> I, I'm going to rant to everyone out there who has the, the logic of the media marketplace all twisted up in there. The delusional minds, in my, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And that's the people who have erroneously come to believe that the platform or the channel is the product. 
And I mean, you know these people as well as I do, right? They really right. believe that that's the brand, the platform of the channel, and that's the value. Yes. So I'm, I'm reading that Sony Pictures Television, now they're in negotiations to sell reruns of Seinfeld. This yes. is a 1990 sitcom about nothing, and they're going to sell it to the highest bidding online video service. So they've got... Mm-hmm. You know, well-known channels like Hulu's in on it, Amazon's in on it, Yahoo, Netflix, they reportedly decided to pass on the deal. And so mm-hmm. what's the deal? Somewhere north of half a million dollars per episode oh my for a 20-year-old show that has been airing reruns <laughs> on local TV and TBS for years. <laughs> so now add it up, Mark. 180 episodes of Seinfeld. We're talking over $90 million. Wow. So I guess what I'm trying to tell people out there, and let me be overt, (laughs) content people. Channels are going to come and go and continue to change, but what won't change Mm -hmm. is people's insatiable appetite for great storytelling. It's an endless stream of opportunity, one with very low barriers to entry today. What are you all waiting for? Very low barriers to entry but the path to a Seinfeld is difficult and treacherous, right? Well, I'm not going to try it, but yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> a show that was almost canceled in season one, as I recall. Well, maybe we should turn this into a podcast about nothing. Maybe we'll do better. Well, I think we're very close <laughs> to that as it is. <laughs> but no, that's a great one, Tom. I think it's so important for people to be reminded that, uh, no, you know, you like to think that because your, uh, your brand is born on a platform, uh, the brand and the platform are the one and the same, and they, they are, are not. not. So that's a really good point. Thank you. Um, I have, uh, let's see, one rant in, no, one rave and two rants. Uh-oh, <laughs> you're really on a roll. <laughs> but I'm going to try and keep them short <laughs> in the interest of time and in the interest of people's tolerance for my voice, which is making it difficult to listen to show all the more difficult oh, to listen great. to. Don't listen to them. All right. From the rap, how Hollywood actors' Twitter followings have become as important as talent. This is my <laughs> rave. I had to keep. I had to. I had to be sure there. Um, so what's going on? And you may know this is that, uh, and this is said overtly by casting director. If it came down to two professional actors, we'd go with the one who could get the numbers. And by the numbers, they're talking about the Twitter numbers, the Facebook numbers, the social media numbers that uh, Michael doesn't care right. about. Those numbers are now the difference between getting a job and losing a job in Hollywood, and I think that's noteworthy. Now, as you know, this is not unique to Hollywood because you see this in the publishing deals, world exactly. as well. As well. Um, so wherever there is talent, there is an audience that surrounds that talent, and the premium is placed on those with the greatest audience. Now, what I found interesting also about this article was it showed the top 10 actors on Twitter— and the top ten, top ten actors on Facebook, and guess who the top the top actor on Twitter is? Um, Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey is number ten. Ah, uh, okay. number one is Justin Timberlake with oh. forty three million <laughs> followers. Number two, Ellen DeGeneres. Number three, Jennifer Lopez. Number four, the question: What makes these people actors? I think is the top ten actor on on Twitter. Um, now, on Facebook, guess who number one is on Facebook? It's dramatically different. I, I'm not going to guess because I'm not going to get close. Vin Diesel really? is number one with 90 million Facebook fans. Wow. Will Smith, number two, 76 million. Now, here's the interesting thing. I don't know if you knew about this, but there's a, there's a tool for Twitter that allows you to audit 
your Twitter followers with some degree of precision to see how many are fakes and how many are real. Um, I didn't know. So uh, the bad news for Justin is that uh, 60% of his Twitter followers are fake. (laughs) The bad news for Jennifer Lopez is is about 47% fake, and the rest just need to have their head examined. (laughs) The good news for you, Tom Asacker, is 95% good. Of my of my followers of your Twitter follow I've All audited right. your Twitter followers. For me, it's for me. Sadly, it's only eighty eight percent. Well, good. no, you're closer to celebrity than I am. <laughs> I don't have the slightest idea why that is. So that's number one. Um, number two. This is uh, one of two rants. Uh, this is from social media today, and the piece is. How often should you post to Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram? I hate pieces like this. (laughs) I hate pieces like this so much because you know and I know, Tom, that the answer, the question everyone's asking isn't how often should I post to Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram? The question people are asking really is how often do I have to post (laughs) to Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram? How how can I cut down on all this horrendous work of posting to these platforms? Or at and what level do I stop before I piss everybody off? I think that's a nice way of looking at it. I, I prefer to... Because look, here's the thing. The truth of the matter is, let's suppose you have 10 really impactful, important, relevant, useful, interesting, compelling things to post. Should you or should you not post those 10 things? Well, yeah, nobody has that, but go ahead. <laughs> Of course you should, (laughs) but you're right. Nobody has that. What they have are two really good things, maybe, and eight mediocre things. And this is their way of saying, oh, thank God. I don't need to post more than five times on Pinterest per day, three times on Twitter, three times on Google+, twice on Facebook. By the way, you can post twice per day on Facebook before likes and comments begin to drop off. You know and I know why that is, and it's not because it's too much good content. That's right. That's rant number one. Here's rant number uh, two. This is, this is rant number two. Okay. This is an email that I got uh, this week Uh-oh. from a site called sceneentertainment.com, S-C-E-N-E-E-N-T.com, sceneent.com, um, for the launch of a new podcast from Scene Entertainment called The Scene Cast. And here's the way they open up their pitch to... <laughs> However, I got on this list, and I don't have a clue how, but I tell you this. I it's didn't all sign those up followers it, so. that are fake. That's how you get it. Yeah, that. that could be it. Friends of Scene. Okay, I'm not, but okay. We're really proud of our new podcast. And to reach a wider audience, we need your help. All you have to do is go in iTunes and leave a review. That's it. You are not required to listen before you review it. <laughs> I love it. Why aren't we telling people that? <laughs> I know, that's what I'm thinking. Just leaving, listen to this, just leaving a short note saying you're excited about the scene cast helps so much. Not that I've heard it, not that I like it. I'm excited about the idea of the scene cast so that I can help you get more fake celebrity, or should I call it faux-lebrity, for your podcast. That's beautiful. Isn't that amazing? I do, I love that. That's I a... just found that so, and you know, I went to the podcast, I had to look and see how many... Uh, ratings there were. There were about 70 across, <laughs> spread across two days. 
and each one was as vague as the one behind it. It's just unbelievable. Oh, man. Listen, this has only just begun. <laughs> you know, we got to do a whole show at some point on the search for faux celebrity because it's, it's just, it's making me nuts. <laughs> I'm with you. That's Media Unplugged for this week. Please remember to, oh, I got it. Please remember to subscribe to us at iTunes or on Stitcher. And while you're there, please rate the show. Don't feel the need to listen to it, however. <laughs> don't, you don't need to listen to it. Tell your friends not to listen, but to rate. It helps other people discover us and not listen to us, but rate us. You can also catch us at SoundCloud Podcast One and now on Radio Inc. and Media Biz Bloggers. You can follow the great Tom Asacker on Twitter at Tom Asacker. And don't be if a phone. You're a real person. <laughs> and Mark at Mark Ramsey Media. Send us your questions and comments using hashtag Media Unplugged. And if you're a bot, you're welcome to. If there's a media topic you want us to cover, tweet us. And if you just want to cover, you know, something generic you plucked from Twitter, let, we'll, we'll take that too. <laughs> you can read the show notes and share the show at our website, MediaUnplugged.net. Special thanks to the producer of Media Unplugged, Jeff Schmidt, exciting audio for media. You can find him at jeff-schmidt.com. For Tom Asacker, I'm Mark Ramsey. Thank you for listening. Media Unplugged.